Welcome to the Mind Vine Podcast, where we challenge the stigma associated with mental illness through conversations about a variety of issues impacting mental health. Here we bring you news, views, and interviews that intrigue, educate, and celebrate recovery. Leading us on this journey are the hosts of the Mind Vine Podcast, Daryl Mathers and Chris Bovey. Welcome to the Mind Vine Podcast. My name is Daryl Mathers, and I'm with my co-host, as always, Chris Bovey. <laughs> And we have yet another special guest at the Mental Health for All conference uh, that CMHA is hosting this week in Toronto. We've had a lot of great guests. I always love when people come and they can share their personal experience, and that's Brianne Moore. That's what you're here to do. Can you tell us, uh, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to join us. And uh, you just finished uh, a session here at the, at the conference. Can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing? Yeah, so I was speaking on this morning's keynote panel um, with a few other um, special members who came this week to uh, discuss mental health and they work in the community. Um, and I was specifically discussing my own lived experience with mental illness um, and what I've seen in the system and how we can use uh, the people who have been in the system to improve the system you know we're we're experts in the sense that we've been there we know what works we know what doesn't um and how we'd like to access our care so can you tell us a little bit about your back experience so um a little bit about your story and then how you came to sort of be a peer or an advocate for for others uh so i started struggling with mental health around three or four is when the doctor said i first experienced uh, anxiety that wasn't really within a normal range um but i was four years old and that's kind of hard to describe it for so uh, i didn't talk about mental health up until i was 13 or 14 um, when i was diagnosed with depression um and later on i was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder uh persistent depressive disorder borderline personality disorder and eating disorder not otherwise specified Mm. um so i got a my diagnosis and then from there i was able to uh receive treatment for what I was going through and uh, try to get on the track to recovery. Uh, it's definitely been a, a long road. I have struggled with it for a very long time, um, but I, I'm a bit of an expert now in how to deal with my own emotions and uh, how to keep myself well. Well, so, one of the things I read about you, sorry, Chris, one of the things I read uh, kind of uh, about you mm-hmm. is that when you were, I think it was when you were in high school is when you really first started speaking about this, yes. right? Like, yeah. How? how <laughs> So you're dealing with all this stuff, yeah. like you're, you know, the list of issues that you're dealt with is like it's not uh, no picnic for anybody, mm-hmm. let alone a young person. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're speaking to your peers about this in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us what that was like? So I actually started doing public speaking when I was at my lowest of lows. Like I was really struggling. I had been suicidal at the time, um, and I was not doing well in school because I wasn't attending a lot of classes. Uh, but I decided to start sharing my story within my school. I was in a group called I Mom and. And we gave presentations to students in the school about um, mental health and how to help their friends. And through that, I won the uh, Royal Ottawa Youth Inspiration Award in 2015. And from there, it kind of just took off. I was lucky enough that I was able to start sharing my story in high schools and at conferences and uh, just getting the word out there that recovery is possible. And using my story and what I've been through has been tremendously just over the moon so amazing um, because it's given a lot of my struggles a purpose and I've been able to turn something that was really difficult into something that could maybe help someone else who's going through the same things. So what was that process like for you because I know there's a lot of people um, that are going you know struggling with mental illness that I'm not sure there's a fear of disclosure there's a Mm -hmm. fear of how will people judge me and often the reality is actually more people come to support but I guess for you what was the process or what advice can you give for someone that's not quite sure whether to you know they want to help others but they're afraid of disclosing or telling their story 
telling my story and saying I was struggling with mental health, even just, you know, coming out for the first time and saying, hey, I'm really struggling. Um, it was a very difficult conversation to have, but it is the reason why I'm here today and why I'm doing so well is saying I am struggling, I need support, and it is absolutely terrifying and it was so scary, but now I'm just so glad I did it. Um, and any advice I could give is don't be so scared coming forward mm -hmm. and saying something because it's going to be an amazing decision. And uh, were, you, were you surprised by the response before you as when you sort of think I'm going to do this mm -hmm. sometimes we think about what's going to happen but we surprised yeah. maybe by the support that you didn't necessarily expect when you did disclose and talk I was about for it. sure I think uh, I was worried that I wasn't going to get the support that I needed and that's maybe why I didn't come forward um, was that I was so worried that I was just going to stay sick forever and I would never be able to live this fulfilling mm -hmm. life that I just stayed sad um, but once I came forward and I saw the support that was available and that I could live this amazing life and do public speaking and have a full-time job and I'm just so grateful I did. Um, it's, again, the best decision I've ever made was saying, hey, I'm struggling because I'm, I'm here today because That's of it. Great. I, I can't even imagine because I think of what high school was like when I was, in, was there and then you're, you're laying it all out there. Yeah. Uh, and did you have people specifically come up to you and say, you know, I am dealing with something or like confide in you? A hundred percent. And uh, that is what keeps me going and doing the speeches is I suffer from anxiety every single time I give a speech. Anytime I talk to anyone about mental health, I will still have a panic attack. Speaking in front of a bunch of people is absolutely terrifying. Um, but I do it because those conversations are so important. And I've had people come up to me after and say, hey, thank you for telling your story. I'm going through the same thing. Or how do I access services? And, uh, you know, like... What, what do I do if I'm struggling with this? I am struggling with a similar diagnosis and I'm lost and I don't know what to do. Um, so being able to just be that, I guess, connector for someone else and uh, saying it's okay. And just, again, there's power in speaking to someone who's going through the same things that you're going through. And uh, yeah. Do you feel like you get energized by, by, by that experience? Like I think about um, what you've gone through and you share and then somebody else, you know, shares and they share and there's commonality. Like, does it really like, get you going I for guess. sure yeah there is so much power in telling your story um, and every time we talk about mental health either whether it's in front of one person or a thousand people or you know uh, hundreds and hundreds of people we are starting a conversation and that's what's important so at the end of the day as long as we're talking about mental health and we're saying hey I'm struggling but I'm here and I got the help and there's help available that at the end of the day we're, we're doing what we need to do to reduce stigma and make mental health services uh, easier to access. That's great and when you go to schools often kids are just looking for that one moment where they can disclose like and when you speak it's almost like it's okay and it's mm -hmm. like here's my opportunity to talk to someone but how do you find, I mean, I've seen sort of a mixture in schools that sometimes they're afraid of someone like you going there because, oh my God, what's going to happen? Even though the kids are already struggling, they're kind of worried about that disclosure and the risk yeah. and things. Do you struggle with that or are the schools pretty receptive too? Everyone's pretty receptive. I've never had any issues um, with people being nervous about disclosure or um, schools not receiving me well. I think it's been a really, like I'm really lucky to be invited into high schools. Um, the first person I actually talked to about struggling with mental illness um, was my guidance counselor. Uh, so the schools are very, very helpful. If I could give any advice to anyone in high school, it would be use the services that are available because they're there and they are helpful. Um, and obviously it's confidential um, to use the services. So. Right. I was going to ask, sorry, do you also, you know, and we've, we've talked about, um, 
you know, different things that kids have access to. And we talked about 13 Reasons Why a while ago. But you talked to kids a little bit about um, they had, they're bombarded with all these types of things, social media and everything that they to trying to get information and what's out there on TV and that. Do you talk to kids a little bit about um, sifting through <laughs> the quagmire of information to get the right appropriate messaging and help? For sure. I think there's a lot on social media that can be scary or hard to deal with and um, can be very upsetting. I still struggle with it and I have to myself take breaks um, from Twitter and social media from time to time because I find that it does get me in a spot where I don't feel so great. Um, but just know in a world of technology and being in high school, you're still allowed to take time for yourself and it's okay to step back from those things and that doesn't mean you're any less popular or that um, there's something wrong with you. It's, it's okay to not want to be a part of that group and I really struggle with that I was cyber bullied a lot as well growing up um, and I felt like I had to be on social media because that's what everyone was doing but there are times that it can be dangerous and it's not um, the safest place to be sometimes when you are struggling with mental illness because you can't get away from that social media there is no way to get out of it it follows you everywhere so yeah just take a break and do what's right for you <laughs> no, it sounds like you're doing great work yeah. really thank you for yeah. taking the time to join us if people, I know you're doing a lot of speaking engagements, if people want to get in touch with you, yes. what's the best way they can do that? Um, I do have a Twitter handle, so that's at uh, meetbree, uh, just B-R-I, and if you want to get in touch with me um, about a conference or a speaking gig or just have any questions, you can reach out to me there. Great. Well, thank great. you very much thank for joining us. Thank you for having really me. really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Great. Cool. Okay, you're done.